0: You're listening to Pastor Eric Stewart, lead pastor of Portrush Drive-In Church in Northern Ireland. It's lovely to be with you this wonderful Lord's Day, all the way from the north of the north of Ireland, near the very famous Giant's Causeway, near the oldest distillery in the world, although we don't go there. (laughs) And to be back for a second time, actually, Because the last time we were here, it was a Wednesday evening. How many were here that evening that uh, are here this morning? Yes, there's a few. There were just a few that night. But it's nice to be here. It's nice to have my wife Yvonne as well. We've been coming backwards and forwards to the United States since 1989. So almost 30 years since we first came across the pond. And we've kept coming back. It's a wonderful weekend for me. Because yesterday, 56 years ago, I was wonderfully converted. So this is my spiritual anniversary. This day, 56 years ago, I found myself in a wonderful praise meeting in the Sunday afternoon with all those who had come to the Lord Jesus Christ during three weeks of revival in our local town. I was not aware that so many others had come to Christ, but from that day to this, he has never failed me. And today, it's a joy to be with you at Vicksburg. Well, I know the time goes so quickly. We bring you greetings from your brothers and sisters in the Lord. We're all part of a great family, and thank the Lord for that. I'm so glad that I'm part of the family of God, a joint heir with Jesus, and redeemed by his blood. So, we've got a message for you this day, and it's a message of joy. Why, what would anything else be so better than joy on the weekend that I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ? So I'm reading to you from the prophecy of Isaiah, chapter 12 today. There are just six verses in the chapter, wonderful Old Testament prophet, known as the evangelical prophet, because so much of his book is taken up with messianic prophecies. Prophecies of the coming Messiah. And so in chapter 12 of Isaiah, we read these words: And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, what is that therefore, therefore? Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Sing unto the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. In verse 2, there are three S's. God is my salvation. We are probably all here because, in some measure, we believe that God is. There are people who don't believe that He is, but God is. Hallelujah. And listening to you singing and listening to you praising gives me the feeling that you're convinced that God is. But it's much better to be able to say, God is my salvation. Mine, mine, mine. I know thou art mine. Savior, dear Savior, I know thou art mine. God is my strength. Sometimes when we are with our Jesus Christ, we feel, I could never live that life. I couldn't be different to the person I have been. I cannot break the habits that bind me. I cannot follow that Nazarene, the Lord Jesus Christ. I am not able. I would be quick to say that's true because neither am I able, but he gives me the ability. Hallelujah. And when he comes and becomes your savior, your salvation, he gives you the power to live a different kind of life. The kind of life that so many people in Elevate this morning have already found him to be the giver of. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. God is my song. You've been singing this morning. And Christianity is the singing religion. Wherever Yvonne and I go, we meet people who sing. Now, they may not be singing exactly the songs that you've been singing, but they are the songs about the same Savior, about the same salvation, and about the same wonderful life. Life in the Son, life in Jesus. God is my salvation. That's my testimony. God is my strength. That's my testimony. God is my song. I love songs. God's songs, Christian music, Christian singing. I enjoy singing, I really do. And I enjoy preaching, but I enjoy singing. Now he says, therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. When the woman of Samaria met Jesus at the well, you read about it in John chapter four, she said to him, The well is deep. I'm sure the well at Syker is deep. I read that it's over 100 feet deep, originally. The well is deep. And she said, sir, you have nothing to draw with. Of course, she didn't really know who he was. But I want you to know today that the well, he is the well. The well is deep. Deeper than your need. Hallelujah. Oh, the well is deep. Wells were so important in biblical times. I've got a friend at home. He is 100,000 laying hens. Imagine collecting 100,000 eggs a day. Hmm. You could make so many pavlovas with that. You could make so many lemon meringues. You could have so many hard-boiled eggs every morning for breakfast. You could have scrambled egg. You could have fried egg. You could have all kinds of eggs and still have some left over for Easter eggs. (laughs) And he needed water. So he got a man to come and drill a hole. And the man said, if we drill to 500 feet, you will get water. And sure enough, about 520 feet deep, the water shot up about 18, 20 feet into the air. The well was drilled in 1986. 32 years ago, it began producing 8,000 gallons of water every single day. 32 years later, The well is still producing 8,000 gallons of water a day for 100,000 hens, different hens. Not the same ones as in 1986. (laughs) Those chickens are long gone. But I want to tell you there's a well that's deep. There is a Savior who is alive, and he said, I am inviting you to come and drink At the well of the water of life, and I want you to come and drink freely. All your need, all your thirst, all your problems can be satisfied at the well. Let me speak to you about the joy that this well brings to our lives. There is the joy of the forgiven, the joy of the forgiven. In the 32nd Psalm, verse 1, we read these words. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Now, I don't know if any of you have read Pilgrim's Progress. How many have ever heard of Pilgrim's Progress? Oh, that's not too bad. Those of you who have never heard of Pilgrim's Progress, you ought to buy it. It's second to the Bible in interest and, of course, in purchasing. It's a story about a man leaving the city of destruction. His name is Pilgrim. As he's traveling out the city, he has a very heavy load on his back. As he's traveling, he comes to a little hillside. And there on the hillside, there are three crosses. Just like as I travel here, I see three crosses every so often put up by a gentleman so many years ago so that people would be reminded of the cross. Pilgrim looked. And as he looked, he had a look of surprise. He thought, what an an amazing situation. Three people on three crosses. He'd never seen anything like that before. That was a surprise to him. But as he looked, it became a look of wonder because he came to realize that on the middle cross there was the Son of God. And in just a few weeks' time, We will all be thinking about that. We will still be here. We will actually be, well, we'll be in Toronto actually in three weeks' time preaching there. But on that wonderful day for us, but that dark day for him, the Son of God gave his life, allowed men to nail him to an old rugged tree. And there he was in my place. And as pilgrim came to realize that, it became a look of wonder. The wonder of wonders that thrills my soul is the wonder that God loved me. And his son gave himself for me. His look of surprise, giving way to the look of wonder Became the look of faith. And there in that moment. Pilgrim looked to the man on the middle cross. And by faith. He trusted him. As his very own savior. His name became Christian. And the big burden that was on his back. Began to roll down the hill. And rolled into an empty tomb. And he never saw it again. And what did he do? He was like a person from Elevate. He gave three leaps for joy. Oh, the joy of salvation. And suddenly there come three shining ones along, and one says to him, your sins are forgiven. Happy night, happy night. On the 3rd of March, 1962, at 16 and a half years of age. And so now you know my age. (laughs) 72 and a wee bit. Oh, happy night when Jesus washed my black heart white. He taught me how to sing and shout and live for Jesus out and out. Happy night, oh, happy night when Jesus washed my black heart white and the Holy Spirit spoke into my heart on my way home in my parents' car, and He said, it's done. The great transaction is settled. Wouldn't it be absolutely wonderful if on my spiritual anniversary weekend, so far from our home and our beautiful island, the Emerald Isle, that someone in Mississippi should be converted This morning, it would make my journey so worthwhile if some man, some woman, some boy, some girl, some young person would step right out on the side of the Lord Jesus and a shining messenger would speak into your heart and say, your sins are forgiven. Another one comes on the scene and walks toward Pilgrim, who is now Christian, and he has got a beautiful robe, and he puts it on him. And what does the Bible say? God has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He takes our rags, our self righteous rags, and clothes us with the garments of his salvation. And another one came and gave him a scroll, the word of God. And God puts his word within our hearts and he put a name on his forehead and the name was the name of Jesus. What does that signify? Ownership. He owns me. He has made me his own. I belong to Jesus. I am bought. And paid for. Hallelujah. Oh yes. What a moment. For you. To come to the cross. You know something. We have not met by accident. You may be a first timer. You may be a new. Visitor. But we have not met by accident. We have met by appointment because the Holy Spirit is seeking a man, a woman, a young person today for himself. It cost him everything to procure it for you, but he offers it free unto all. The joy of the forgiven. You will look back to the 4th of March, 2018, and you will say, Happy day, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. There is the joy of the free, the joy of the free. In the 126th Psalm, we read these words. The Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Who were these people? They had been captives. They had come out of bondage. Had they been the children of Israel who had left Egypt? Perhaps those who had gone into Babylonian captivity who were coming back? But wherever they'd been, they had been captives. My life's ministry has been about seeing captives set free. I started in 1965. Here I am now, after all these years, as a proclaimer of the glorious message of a Savior who said, He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Freedom from addiction. Freedom from fears. Freedom from an unforgiven past. Freedom from an accusing conscience. Freedom from trauma. Someone whose life has been violated perhaps in the past. Someone who is carrying a hurt, a scar, a memory that has seared itself into your very inmost consciousness. Jesus said, I have come to take the sting, to take the power out of that trauma. I have come to set you free, free indeed. When he stood in the synagogue, the first day he stood to preach, he said, I am come to announce deliverance to the captives, the opening of the prison to those that are bound. And we are all slaves until the slave deliverer, until the Savior comes and delivers the captives, and sets the slaves free. And this day, there is no freedom like the freedom of being free in Jesus. Yes, amen. Yes. Give him a hand. Oh, what a Savior. That he died for me from condemnation, he hath set me free. All that believe in him, All that will come can know that wonderful freedom, glorious freedom, wonderful freedom, no more in chains of sin I repine. Jesus, the glorious emancipator, now and forever, he shall be mine. Thank God for a Savior who sets captives free, and can set you free from the inward perversity and pollution of sin in the heart, for that's what he gave his life to give, to give you a clean heart, and to give you a new spirit, and to dwell within you, that you might be able to say, once I was bound, but now I am set free. Once I was blind, but now the light I see. Once I was dead, but now in God I live. And tell the world around the peace that Jesus gives. Amen. The last thought. The joy of the filled. We go into the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 5. The Apostle Paul is writing to the believers at Ephesus, and he says, Don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess. There is an intoxication to be avoided. But he says, Be filled. Be filled with the Spirit. What Spirit? The Holy Spirit. And every child of God, God wants us to be filled with his divine spirit. There is a fullness in Jesus, a corresponding fullness for every need of our hearts. And as the writer writes to these believers at Ephesus, he says the the sequel, the outcome of this is that you will be speaking to yourselves. Now, when we start speaking to ourselves in Ireland, it means that we're ready for the home, you know, for elderly people. There's something strange about speaking to yourself. And I'm watching for Yvonne very carefully and seeing just when she starts talking to herself, I'll be getting a place posted for her up the road. (laughs) Bring the man with the white coats along. But here's another way of speaking to yourself. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Do you know something? The sovereign fullness of the Spirit brings you into harmony with the God who made you and the Savior who died for you. Do you feel a disharmony? Something that clashes within your spirit? And frazzles you. I don't know if you've got that word here. But something that frazzles you. That frays you. And agitates you. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit has come to take away that frayed, frazzled, distracted spirit. And to fill you with the harmony of His holiness there was no disharmony in the garden of Eden until sin entered and everything was put out of sync then but that's what Calvary the resurrection and Pentecost is all about bringing us back into a harmonious relationship with him who is harmony with a capital H? The joy of the forgiven. Do you know that? Would you like to know that? Is this the day that God has brought you to the house of God to bring you to the cross? that your burden of sin might roll away and the joy of being forgiven, the slate wiped clean and you become a brand new born new babe in Christ. Oh what a wonderful possibility. The joy of the free. You see Eric there's things in my heart and memories in my mind and scars in my spirit That I seem to be attached to, like with a chain. Could that chain be broken? Can that rope be snapped that I might be set free from the ghosts of my past? Yes. He is able. He is able to save to the uttermost, all that come. And he invites you to come. And trusting in him, then to open up your heart, as I did three years after I was saved, and say, Lord, you have saved me. You have saved me for a purpose. I want your Holy Spirit to fill me to cleanse my heart from my bad temper, from my perverse thoughts at times. I want you to make me clean. Cleanse me. Purify my heart. And fill me. Lord, possess me now, I pray. Make me holy thine today gladly do i own thy sway with thy spirit fill me and as a believer i came to the altar and he took the offering my life my body myself he made it a temple for himself to fill and here i am with you, my brothers and sisters in Mississippi. This would never have happened if I had not come by that pathway. Forgiven, set free, filled. If that happened to you, maybe God would bring you to the Emerald Isle someday on a missions trip but whatever he has for you the important thing is that you place your life before him and say here I am Lord make me all thine own make my heart your palace and your royal throne Amen let's have a wee moment of prayer Our loving Father, we thank you for this wonderful salvation, for a wonderful Savior and for a wide open door of opportunity for people to come this day to bring their lives to the cross to be forgiven those who are not saved, to be set free those who are held by habits or fears or scars and traumas from past events and violations of their lives. Oh, Lord, we pray this day that someone will feel the strength and courage to come, and that those who know the Lord Jesus Christ will open their hearts wide this day and say, Holy Spirit, come, fill me to the uttermost and make me a channel of blessing for the glory of Jesus Christ, my Savior. Bless us in the closing moments, we pray, of this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you all. We'd like to thank you for listening and encourage you to visit our website at www.elevatechurch.ms so you can learn more about being blessed and blessing others at Elevate Church.